fantasy managers, hello and welcome back to the FPL Addicts Game Week 28 preview show for the FPL 2021 and 2022 season. Today's show is powered by Esports Live and brought to you by our sponsor Bonus Bank. And a massive thank you to Bonus Bank for being our sponsor and supporting our community for this season. So make sure you're checking out the details in the description below and how to take advantage of bookie promotions. It's free to set up, but if you want to go premium, you can get a 25% discount off your first premium month with the discount code down there and whether you're listening or watching if you're enjoying the content make sure you give our videos some love with a like a rating a review as well as a subscription but for now we'll get right into it. it is the the batman and robin today the the two amigos it's myself and ollie walker peel so ollie how are you doing mate i like that reference i see what you've done there with uh, obviously batman's obviously out now over here isn't it in melbourne but mate i'm really really good how are you I'm good, mate. We obviously both went and saw the Batman yesterday, so we won't say anything for all the the UK viewers that have to wait a couple more days, but we're here to talk FPL, aren't we, Ollie? So that's the important thing. Some brilliant Absolutely. games of football on the weekend and some corkers on on the weekend again, isn't there? So, Yeah, look, there is um, some massive games that we've got to talk over, some absolutely huge games that are about to happen, uh, some double game week chat. Um, we've obviously got to talk captains. Um, it's going to be a very impromptu podcast we've already said off air that it's going to be a little bit of a shambles but let's have it let's go i can't wait we've uh we both had fairly busy weeks and i think you know all the panel are quite busy so we haven't had the too much time to, to you know look at fpl and you know analyze the best way to move forward but that's what the podcast's here for now so we'll keep it as short and sweet as possible and we've already got a question from quentin uh in the live comments and he's asked me for my take on matt target and i think he's possibly the best left back in the premier league uh i think he's been absolutely class for newcastle because he fits the role that we need so well because he doesn't he doesn't just bomb on every single time. And I've seen a lot of people talking about, you know, Digne just bombs on, doesn't really defend, but Target's got that nice balance of both. Um, he was awesome against Brentford. He was probably one of my man of the matches. If it wasn't Ryan Fraser, it was Matt Target for me. So he's been absolutely brilliant since he's come in. The only game that he's played since he signed is the Aston Villa game where he was ineligible to play. So I think he's a great option at the minute. I unfortunately left him on my bench this week. Um, and he did obviously get that clean sheet, which, which hurt me a fair bit, you know, especially when it's your own team. Um, but obviously Newcastle got the three points and big Joel Linton and big Joe Willock are scoring goals so that's all that matters but I think he's definitely one to watch with the, the fixtures Newcastle have got coming up with the double game weeks I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on Ollie, you know, Matt Target's been in the Premier League for a little bit him and Kieran Trippier they've really transformed that Newcastle defence haven't they? I remember what we were saying about this podcast being a shambles not even three minutes in you've called him the best left back in the league <laughs> Oh, my days. But no, on a serious note, I think he's a good option. Um, obviously, since Eddie Howe's come in, and really, to be fair, for the majority of the takeover, they've they've really improved Newcastle. And definitely since, you know, since since after Christmas, really, when they've started picking up form, Newcastle have defended really well. I remember watching that, that Villa game, or kind of half watching it. I was watching Tottenham and Wolves and Villa and Newcastle at the same time. And why not, you know, the bits that I watched, you guys look very, very defensively sound. And obviously, Target with Trippier out, might well be the um, the attacking outlet. They might go down the left instead of down the right, which obviously will add something to that as well. Um, but I think Target's a decent option, but nowhere near the best left back in the league. Well, you know, when you've got Emil Kraft on the the other side oh, of your defence, I don't really think you're going to be wanting to pump it down the right-hand side too often. But again, he had a good game against Brentford, so that's all that matters. So, you know, big Dan Byrne, big Fabian Sharp big Emil Craft and big Matty Target. Get him in your team. If you could quadruple up on assets, you want the Newcastle defence at the minute. But unfortunately, you can't. You can only have three of them. And if you're picking three of them, I am sorry, but you are mental. But anyway, we will uh, we'll move on from the uh, the Matty Target talk and we will get into how the paid league is shaping up at the minute. And if I had a dollar for every time that I said Donald Breslin is top of this league, I would be a billionaire by now because he still sits at the top, Ollie, with Geordie Wilson hot on his heels, only 60 points off. Um, so, you know, he's catching him a little bit. We obviously met Jordy uh, at the FPL Social a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, he had a lot of good points to make and he was uh, very astute with his chat. So do you think he's, you know, he's within a shout of catching him this season? First of all, I know Roman Abramovich has just put Chelsea up for sale. If you had a dollar for any time you've said that Donald Breslin's top of the league, you're probably in with a shout of buying it. Buying um, Chelsea, boys. <laughs> because that has been unreal how consistent he's been this season. Um Again, top of the league, you know, as he's been pretty much from the start. Um, Jordy, he could catch, and there's still a long way to go, isn't there? 60 points is still a fair bit. Um, but there's, you know, still a long time to go. Um, I don't know exactly what game week this is. We're heading into 28. So, 
look, there's still time. That's, it's going to be Zelda, close. isn't it? We, we don't even well, know what game week it is at this point, well, do we? Well, well, you don't want to, you know, we've, we've had so many, you know, postponements recently and double game weeks and this and that and the other. Um, but look, I, I don't think Donal will be caught. This sounds like the chase, sounds like a Bradley Walsh. But I don't think he will be caught. Um, I think that Donal will, will win the paid league, probably win the f- uh, free league, although FPL Planner might have something to say about that as well. But he's just had a mental season no matter what happens. And speaking says, of Planner, Good go. evening, first of all. Yeah, speak of the devil. Yeah. Um, he has joined us in the, in the live comments. So it's obviously great to have you here. And they are the two top dogs in our free mini league as well with uh, Kotu in third place there as well. Some absolutely mental scores. We do have another question from Quentin and he's just milking me for that Newcastle news, isn't he, at the minute? And I'm absolutely loving it because we're, we're on form at the minute. So I love talking about Newcastle. Um, the news with St. Maximin is that it was his first training session back today, as far as I'm aware. Um, he's put on his Instagram that he's going back. He's, he's getting fit. He was in France for a, a week or two um, and he was sort of getting a bit of rehab done, getting his fitness levels back up, I think. But he's travelled back uh, within the past 48 hours and he is back training today. So the, the news looks fairly good for him. Um, in from the start, I'm not too sure, but I think it's going to be touch and go. But obviously, we're playing the long game. Newcastle have got four fixtures within their next two game weeks. I'm fairly certain. I don't know a lot about FPL at the minute, but I'm fairly certain that we have two double game weeks back to back. If not, then that's crazy because we have four fixtures in about 13 days. So I would imagine we've got two double game weeks and I will double check that for you. But I think obviously the move of Dennis to St. Maximin that you're saying, I think it's a good one at the minute. I think the Dennis hype has definitely died down and, you know, for the, people that are holding on to him if St. Maximum can bag and Dennis isn't then you're really going to start shooting up those mini leagues um, for the business end of the season which I haven't really said too much this year but we're in the business end of the season now I guess you know last couple 10-11 game weeks so um, it's really time now to to get a wriggle on um, in your mini leagues if you can so I would say that move is one that I'm definitely in support of Quentin and I think it's definitely one that um, you can definitely make and I think a lot of people are going to be transferring him in this week but if, if you're not going St. Maximin, go with Chris Wood, the second best striker in the league behind Callum Wilson. So, you know, he's been he's been doing all the, the dirty work at the minute. He hasn't managed to get himself a return, but, you know, a goal's coming for him. Um, he was so close against Brentford so many times, and I just know that that net is going to bulge for him uh, at some point. But we'll move on to how the Women's League is looking. And again, if I had a dollar for every time that I said that a lot of these women need to be in this paid league, then I would also be a billionaire. You know, we should just we should just collect the funds and, and buy Chelsea Ollie. That's what we can do, liquidate him uh, down a couple of leagues and Newcastle can just take their place. But um, Karen Spence, obviously remains on top um you know she's getting caught in the minute um Maya in second is uh you know only the the seven points behind her and um Jujia Ju Julija there's an L there's an I there's a J there's an I I'm so sorry for butchering your name if you're watching Um, this uh Saparavi please correct us please correct us and let us know Please do, because you're better than both of us at FPL, so you have every single right to. And you also need to get yourself in that um, that paid mini league for next season because you're doing brilliant and you've uh, managed to find yourself within the top three. And I think that's the first time that I've seen that name in the Women's League for this season. So congratulations for breaking into the top three and uh, you know we'll see what you can do come the end of the season. And um, it's just another league that Donald Breslin's winning, isn't it, Ollie? At this point, with the the bonus bank head-to-head mini, um, I'm obviously on absolute fire. You know, not even Reedy can catch me at the minute. Not even the Guru can catch me. Not even you can catch me. So I'm that's all that really seen. matters. Well, let's move yeah, on. Mate. Let's move on. Donald's winning it. That's all that matters. No, don't scroll down. You're right, mate. I think Donald's winning it. That's the important thing. And, um, you know, he's some 10 points clear uh, at the minute. So that's the way that the the mini leagues are shaping up in terms of our public ones. Um, In terms of our podcast mini league, David is obviously on the bottom. Um, He hasn't shown his face on the podcast out of shame, I think. And it's a miracle that I'm still here, to be honest. I'm surprised I've not got my P45 um, this season because I am just a sinking ship at the minute, uh, trying to stay afloat, somewhat staying afloat. So 51 points for me this week. We will go over my team and how it went. My first free hit of the season has been played. Didn't quite go as well as I planned. Um, I hate Burnley. I wonder why. I wonder why. I, hate I wonder why I didn't go to plan Elliot. You got on the triple Burnley. No horrible, wonder it didn't go to plan. Club. Horrible, horrible club. Like everyone bought into it this week. I think Weghorst was one of the most captain people. Crazy. Listen Crazy. to this guy. Listen to this Crazy. guy. He's Honestly. speaking facts. Burnley. Listen is just to him. Terrible. 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 Great escape is not on for Burnley. Um, 
you know, not with the way that they're playing in that double game week there. And, you know, a lot of managers have been left with a bit of egg on their face. You know, Ben Mee scoring against Tottenham does nothing in the next two games. Weghorst in good form does nothing in the next two games. Nick Pope was the only real one, but five points from two games. It's not really good enough, Nick, is it? Like, is it, Ollie? It's not good enough. Well, I've said all this season, I've really taken the mick out of Elliot for not knowing what you're on about in terms of FPL. It's taken you, what, 27, 28 game weeks to, to finally know what you're on about, but you, you've got you've got great ball knowledge. You've got great football knowledge saying that Burnley are awful. He's finally got there. We've finally got him round. If you want, we can just slander Burnley for another 50 minutes and call it a podcast. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's I'm fine. happy to. Just after the the performance this week, but we should probably uh, have a look at the rest of the team and what was good. I stuck with Walker Peters. A lot of people on Twitter, uh, you know, put out asking for advice, um, made the very fair point that, you know, someone like Bednarek um, is a very good shout, a very aerial uh, threat. Um, But Walker Peters seemed to be in the best form. You know, he didn't manage to get an assist or anything, but got the three bonus points. And I think he's, you know, showing a bit of the start of last season's form where everyone had him in his team. He was so cheap and he was so good. Um, and for Southampton, I'm fairly certain they've got the greenest of green runs coming up. So, you know, Newcastle, Watford, Burnley and Leeds within their next five and Villa, the other fixture. I think, you know, you've got to start going with some Southampton assets in your team because they've got a lovely green patch. Um, but him and Cancelo were the, the standouts from the defence. Other than that, not much really happened. I t- sort of took the, the risk with Mares. Thought he was going to start. Thought he was going to get multiple penalties against Everton. But um, it was Foden that was uh, doing all the, the scoring on the day. And with that goal, the decisive goal. And obviously the, the VAR decision, which uh, didn't go in Everton's favour with the handball. Managed to get me the Cancelo clean sheet points, um, which feels a little bit a little bit like robbery. Because that was definitely the wrong decision um, to have been made. But um, obviously that that's just the way that it goes sometimes. And Harry Kane with the 11 points. Um, Spurs are so weird at the minute, Ollie, aren't they? They just they feel like they have a great result and everyone's like, Spurs are back. Conte's happy. He thinks, you know, the, the world's his oyster. Then next, next game week, they just lose. They, they just embarrass themselves again and again, over and over. Um, the guru sending love comments in. It's, it's the ghost of Harry Kane. Um, he's shown up. I think he's out tonight. So I hope you're enjoying your night wherever you are, guru. I wish you know we could get some more insight on the Spurs situation. But it's a weird one at the minute, Ollie, because I don't want to put my full faith in Spurs. But you know they're they're doing well, but they're just so inconsistent, aren't they? I really want to back Everton to beat him this week. I'm so mm. close to just saying oh, Everton will turn him over because that's how Jekyll and Hyde Tottenham are at the moment. Um, obviously, it worked really well for me because I brought Harry Kane in more on me a little bit later. I don't want to get, you know, too, um, what would you call it? Too self-absorbed. Um, but but look, it's it's probably not the best free-hit team you'd hope for. You'd probably be hoping for a little bit more, I think, by your own yeah. lofty admissions. Um with your, with your free hit team. But I just want to go back to Southampton and the point you made about Walker Peters. If you bring his fixtures back up, you mentioned mm-hmm. the green run, um, which you, you were right to, of course. They've also got the double game week this week with the mm-hmm. uh, the Villa and Newcastle games, which on paper, they're not the best two games to have. Obviously, with Newcastle's upturn in form and Villa away, Villa Park's never an easy place to go, but it's still a double. Um, five with those two combined on the FDR is never bad in a double game week, including one home fixture in there. If you are playing a free hit, I want, um, I'd be thinking at least one, if not two, Southampton assets. Um, I'm going to be bringing in a Southampton player this week um, based off this. Their run is brilliant, and I think you've just got to maximise that. Um, obviously, this morning, our time, they did obviously progress in the FA Cup as well, uh, which you can make of that what you will. Um, maybe players getting a little bit more tired. I think Shane Long and Adam Armstrong started up top anyway for Southampton this morning, and then... Uh, Brozier came off the bench and, and scored. Um, but Southampton... Adam Southampton, Armstrong is a name I haven't heard in a long time, Ollie Walker-Peel. That's a name I haven't reason. heard He's in been a awful long this while. He's been awful this season. Can we have him back, please? If Brio goes, <laughs> can we just take him back on a free? Just go 30 goals in the Championship again. That'd be great. Um, that's if we don't go up, of course. But but look, uh, on a serious note, I think Southampton assets are the one. Um, I think they're the team you've got to look at. And I think if the Guru is here in his Guru section, I don't know if we've got a pre-recorded one or not, but I'm sure he'd be saying that Southampton are one of his three teams to back if this was a, a normal full panel podcast. But yeah, definitely one you've got to look at, I think. Yeah, look, I'd, I'd agree with you there, Ollie. And I think, you know, it, it's interesting because 
you know, you've obviously put it in the, the comments that, you know, you think Broja is a better shout than St. Maximum this week. And I would probably agree with you just because you know that Broja is probably going to be getting those minutes. So for someone like Quentin, who's looking to get rid of Dennis, that maybe doesn't have Broja in his team. I'm not too sure if you do, Quentin, you'd, you'd think you'd be picking Broja over St. Maximum, you think? Absolutely, 100%. Um, how much is Broja? You've got him obviously there in your team uh, up top. Could you quickly just check how much he is? Because I'm not... Uh, yeah, he is so what, five, five point five. I wasn't sure if he'd risen or, or gone up or gone down. Um, St. Maximan is way more expensive. So not only getting probably a better asset, in fact, not even probably, definitely a better asset for this week at least, um, with Broja's form and St. Maximan's injury cloud, you're also saving money as well. So there is no reason why I'd be going Saint over Broja for this week. Obviously with Newcastle, again, really good form. Targets, obviously going to be putting maybe balls in the box and they look, um, even with Bruno as well, they look, you know, better going forward Newcastle so maybe you know in the final few weeks of the season um St Maxima might be a good shout but for now I'd be going Broja definitely yeah I think that's a very fair point that you make and one that I think definitely FPL managers need to hear because I, I, I didn't even realize that Southampton had that double this week to be honest um and I've obviously had my head out of it for a couple of days but it's a very very fair point that you make for someone like Quentin who's looking to get shift off that Dennis um you know he's going to even save some money by getting Brozier in his team as well so it's a, it's a very good shout that you make you had a very good week yourself mate those 64 points you outscored a lot of people in this league um, and you didn't even play any chips yourself. So 64 points. Walk us through your team, mate. Well, 31 of those points came off transfers, which I was really happy about. Um, obviously, I had Ronaldo, got rid of him for, for Harry Kane. Obviously, he blanked and I captained Harry Kane. I knew, you know, when, when you bring a player like that in, you've got to give him the armband, in my opinion. Um, and the only reason why I got rid of Trent Alexander-Arnold, which might come back to bite me in, in the behind a little bit later, is because... If I didn't do that, I would have had to start Harry Winks. And Harry Winks is purely in my team for bench cover, for no other reason. And I would have had to start him, which would have been absolutely awful. So I got rid of um, Trent. Um, was it Robbo I got rid of? I got rid of one of the two. Um, I got rid of Robbo, sorry, not Trent. I do apologise. Uh, I got rid of Robbo for Cancelo, um, and that worked out really well. Bench Trent. Um, and obviously Trent's back in the team this week for his fixture against West Ham. Um but look, yeah, obviously the transfers uh, work really well, um, getting a lot of my score off that. And then outside of that, really, I didn't really have many who were already in my team who, who contrib uh, contributed. If you look at Diaz there, he did well. Uh, Livramento did well. It was nice to see him back starting my team after I had him on the bench the previous week. Um, but I'm happy with that score, well above the average. Big green arrow, so I can't really complain, mate, to be honest. It's a brilliant week from you, mate. And obviously the, the main man, Harry Kane, doing a lot of heavy lifting for that as well. So, you know, you're stuck with him as a captain. Very good shout. You know, leads the way that they are. We haven't even spoke about the, the sacking of Marcelo Bielsa um, at all and what that might mean for Leeds because you shouldn't really be touching Leeds assets at the minute. Um, it's quite sad, you know, with the, the Bamford, Stuart Dallas, Rafinha um, love triangle that we had last season for so many weeks in our team. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll ask you what you sort of think of the situation at Leeds at the minute, Ollie. Obviously, it's very early to be making a, a, a big call on what's going to happen with their season and with the new manager coming in for them. But do you think we can see, you know, a, a revitalised Leeds team here maybe? Or do you think they're just going to be stuck in their, their, same, their same ways? Well, I've spoken to Leeds fans this week about this. Um, and the consensus from Leeds fans is that they are, on a general note, they are distraught. Um, obviously, I've heard that, the, the claim that Radrasani probably fair, fairly enough wants to, you know, he's going to sell up at the end of the season. He wants to be selling a Premier League club rather than a Championship club because his cut that he'll get financially in his back pocket will be sizably larger if they're in the top division rather than the second tier. Um, but you look at it and you go, Leeds are in a bad run of form. And when a manager, you know, is in a bad run of form at the business end of the season, you're never really surprised when they're given their P45. But it now leaves a very tough task for Jesse Marsh because he's got to come in and add something to this Leeds team and keep them up. If you look yeah. at their fixtures for the end of the season, they've still got to play Leicester away. They've still got to play Man City. They've still got to play Arsenal away. Um, so they've got, And they've still got to play Chelsea. So they've got some big games against massive clubs. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see. They've got to win the games. They've still got to play Norwich. Uh, got to play Southampton, Watford. So they've got a real mixed bag there. They've got to pick up points against the teams around them because I don't see them beating a team like City or a team like Chelsea, even though that game is at home uh, for Leeds. It's going to be a really interesting one. It's too early to make a call. Obviously, 
I think, as we're both non-Leeds fans, we'll never understand the effect that he had on that football club um, because he had a monumental effect on that club, getting them back to the Premier League. Um, and we'll only know if it's the right decision um, at the end of the season because then we'll know what division Leeds are playing in. If, if Leeds are playing Premier League football, then it's the right decision. If not, then it's, it's the wrong decision. But personally, I don't know what I would have done. I would have liked to have thought that I've given Bielsa a little bit of time because obviously running the next three is Leicester away, who haven't been in the best of form, Villa and Norwich, which you think they pick up points in that run. Um, but it will be really interesting to see how Leeds go and I'll be keeping a key eye, uh, keen eye on them Sorry, to see how they get on. Yeah, I think, you know, we've just got to keep an eye on the, the, the new managerial Ted Lasso situation that we've got going on at Leeds at the minute and, you know, see how he does for the uh, the remainder of the season. I think, you know, unfortunately, Leeds' issue lies within their defence, doesn't it? You know, we know that they can score goals, they can play on the front foot. And I was reading a couple of bits today and I just, Jesse March, Ted Lasso, whatever you want to call him. And we haven't even seen him yet in the Premier League. But the, the defensive record for all of his teams haven't been brilliant. So I think it's... um. Funnily enough, I think he's going to inspire the Leeds players a lot. I've seen, you know, clips of Rafinha looking at him and he looks quite like he respects him a lot. Um, same with Tyler Roberts and those sorts of players. So if they if he can get on their side and get them playing for that football club, they've got every every hope of staying up. But it's just a, it's a situation that we can't really judge at the minute. So it's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a tight one for them. As you said, they've got definitely winnable games in their next three even now. Um, they've just come out of a, a terrible patch of form. So if there's a time to pick up points for Leeds, it is now. So it's going to be interesting. We'll just have to wait and see uh, how it goes over um, at Leeds. So Yeah, last thing I want to say on Leeds. Um, I believe the last manager, um, last American manager to manage in the Premier League was Bob Bradley. Um, and if... Jesse Marsh, marching on together, does anything better than Bob Bradley, then he'll probably have done a decent job because his tenure at Swansea a few years ago was awful. I don't know if you remember that, L, but he was at Swansea. He, he was out he was out the door as quick as he as quick as he got in it. He was dreadful. So Jesse Marsh on that front has had a low bar set for him. So as long as he does, as he does better than that, then that's a good start at least. But you know, we'll have to see if he does well. Um, I I do like to see Leeds in the Premier League. I do want to see Leeds in the Premier League. Hello, Reedy. Ho- hope you're well, mate. Um, unfortunately, not to have you on the pod tonight, but I do want to see Leeds in the in the Premier League. They're a massive club. They deserve to be in the Premier League. Um, and also, if we're in the Championship next season, I don't want to be going to Ellen Road away. Um, but but look, it's going to be interesting. Um, they're probably the team, like I said before, that I'm most intrigued to see how the rest of the season goes because it could go either way. I think you're spot on, mate, and I think that's um, some brilliant analysis. And as I said, Jesse Marsh is a, a an unknown manager to a lot of people. Um, if you're not a fan of, you know, all the Red Bull teams under the sun, then you don't really know too much about him and the style of football that he plays. So it's going to be touch and go. We'll just have to see. We know Leeds have got the quality, um, so it's going to be an interesting situation for them. We do have to bring it back just quickly um, to the paid mini league because I've forgotten to give out the manager of the week and the manager of the month awards. So it's a shame that this man can't be on it today because he has managed to find himself. He's managed to fluke himself, I'll say sorry. Um, the manager of the week award for game week 27. It's our very own Chris Reed. I believe that's his second award of the season as well. So he's uh, he's racking up the, the money now. He's in his corn and um, he's flying up the leagues as well so it's another one for his, his trophy cabinet um we'll have to send him out a couple of trophies at the end of the season um as the uk correspondent the service that he does for us you know absolutely brilliant from reedy so really happy for him it's unfortunate because he uh he just lost out um to his his work colleague i'm told i'm getting a report that it's his work colleague kieran king who's uh who's picked up the bonus bank manager of the month for february so if he's working today really i'll be having a, a couple of strict words in the office or remotely wherever you are um if you're at home if you are in the office i'll just be uh you know telling him next month's yours but um congratulations to kieran he's walked away with the 200 aussie dollar prize pool in his back pocket after getting an impressive 360 points um adding to his game week 18 manager of the week prize as well and he's also now third in the fpl addicts paid mini a position worth 350 aussie dollars if he can hold on to it so he's going to be looking at a sweet sweet payout isn't he ollie if he can hold that position and um, he's been absolutely brilliant so far this season and as reedy's corrected me there it's his third so he's really getting the trophy cabinet now so you know the guru's getting a bit jealous reedy i think you're gonna you're gonna take his job soon but no 
not taking this off uh, Kieran King or Reedy. They've both had brilliant, brilliant seasons so far. And long may it continue for them, Ollie. It's, uh, it's a big achievement for Reedy and for Kieran, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think um, Radrazani at Leeds has made a big, big error, hasn't he? Because really, you should have gone Kieran King as the manager at Leeds and had Chris Reed as his number two if there were colleagues. My God, what a dugout that'd be. Um, but no, on a serious note, brilliant from them both. Um, obviously, Reedy, you know, he's made a reputation for himself on this podcast as being humorous, as being as adding so much colour to the podcast. But when you look at it and dig a little bit deeper, he's a very, very good FPL manager and has shown it this month as well. Um, he's got more points than me this season, which you, if you'd have said that at the start of the season, I would have said, just get me off this podcast. What am I doing getting less points than than this absolute awful FPL manager? But he's not. He's done really, really well. I mean, he surprised a lot of people. Surprised me. Surprised you, I'm sure, Ellen. He's pushing the guru for the number one spot on the, uh, the podcast mini, um, which is brilliant. But on Kieran, I think he deserves a little bit more airtime because Chris gets enough, doesn't he? Um, and also, he's got the he's got the the bigger award as as, as Kieran. Um, but no, three hundred sixty points in a month is mental, um, and fully deserves to to win a manager of the month. Cool bit of money in the back pocket as well. Um, obviously, everyone's working now in the in the UK, so it's a bit of a bonus on top of. Um, on the top of the wages that he'd be getting as well. But Kieran is a top man. We haven't really spoken about him a lot on the podcast, but by all reports, a top man and a top manager as well. Um, 360 points, as we say, is, is brilliant. And so he should be very, very happy with the um, the prize and also the uh, the cash as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a, a big achievement for them both. So congratulations to you both. I just want to bring it, um, just the final word on this lead stuff, I think. FPL Sidenet, obviously a, a man that we were honoured to meet at uh, the FPL Social a couple of weeks ago. So I hope you're doing well, mate. I've seen you doing all your running and, uh, you know, we look forward to seeing uh, what kit you're donning on your runs every single day on your Twitter. Brilliant. So keep it up. He's doing brilliant, brilliant. work for himself. We need himself. to shout that out. We need to find that. Is it, is it on his Twitter? I've seen it on his Instagram, I think, more. Yeah, it's well, on both. I think Instagram. I'm pretty sure he puts it on both. So be interesting Brilliant. if we can, um, you know, maybe get Sidenet on at some point and, uh, you know, talk about this Chelsea situation as the uh, the avid Chelsea fan in the uh, the FPL Oz community. So it does say he backs Jesse Marsh, though. Um, he's fantastic at New York Red Bulls, apparently. So obviously a big step up from the MLS to the Premier League, but he does have the experience. He's got the games under his belt. So it's one that we're going to watch very, very closely in the, uh, in the coming game weeks. So... <sighs> We'll just have to see the way that it goes for Leeds uh, for the remainder of the season. We'll move on now, though, Ollie, to the uh, the game week 28 prep from me and you in terms of transfers and in terms of our captain picks. So I'm going to go to you first because I have got absolutely no idea what I'm doing with my team this week, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. So for your transfers, what are you thinking, mate? I think this might be the second time that I'm going to transfer someone in and make them captain. Um and I thought I was tossing up um, who to who to put the armband on. I was almost going to have it on Mohamed Salah, but I think last week it worked so well transferring in Harry Kane um, and making him captain. So I'm going to do the same, and I'm going to bring in Armando Broja um, and make him captain this week from Southampton. I spoke about him a little bit earlier on, um, and of course, um, with a double, that makes sense. Uh, just a little bit of news before I carry on. Um, we've just got word this minute that Norwich is game with Chelsea has been rearranged. That might lead to a double game week. March the 10th. Uh, that Chelsea now meant to have a double on. this week? Um, well, obviously Chelsea beat Luton this morning for us in the FA Cup. They won 3-2. Um, so they have obviously now got to have that game rearranged because they will be playing that weekend. Um, I'm assuming that's what it's for, unless it was for a postponement. I didn't really read too far in. Um, but I just assume that with it being tweeted now, that would make complete sense that it is because of the FA Cup. But we'll have to find that out. Of course, I'll have a quick look. Um, but back on my transfers while we wait for that, I think Broja is the supreme option this week. If you haven't got him, I think you need to get him. It is because of the FA Cup tie, I thought so. Um, so March the 10th is that game between Norwich and Chelsea. Some breaking news on the FP Arctic's pod. Um, but we, we, we just keep digressing, don't we? We keep digressing. Uh, Broja, I think if you don't have him and you're not getting him in, give your head a wobble. Um, he's been brilliant, the Chelsea Loney, um, and I can't wait to see what he does this week. Double game week against Villa and against Shortoon. Um, so hopefully he does all right. I think that's fair enough, mate. And I'm just looking at my team now and the state that it's in after my free hit and the fixtures this week. And I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I'm contemplating just say, a big overhaul, a wild card. Before you make your transfers, March the 10th falls in this game week. Yeah. So, so Chelsea and Norwich now both have a double, which is not something that we were preparing for. So. Wow. 
I don't think that changes anything in terms of my transfer because I'm getting rid of I'm getting rid of Mikel Antonio. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that to bring in um, to bring in Brogers. I'm taking out someone with a single fixture. Obviously, Liverpool away um, isn't an easy fixture at all. Um, Liverpool haven't lost at home in a while, especially when Virgil Van Dijk's there. Um, I don't think I'll be bringing a Chelsea player in, but it does add a little bit of spice to things, Elliot. It certainly does, mate. In the wise words of uh, of Chris Eubank, it adds a little bit of of, of spice to the uh, the FPL week that we do have up ahead against us. So, an even more spicy one because there's already so many doubles um, in itself. So, I'm as I said, mate. I'm looking at my team and I'm I'm really thinking a wild card is the way to go for me now. Eleven weeks left. I've got a free hit. I've got and a bench boost and a wild card left in my tank. And I'm thinking that. Just looking at the the state that it's in, I've I've still got Ronaldo. Like, yeah, Ronaldo. I don't even know what yeah, I'm doing with myself. And yeah, get him out of my team for all watch. And there's just a lot of players that I just don't know if I want in my side. And yeah, I, I think a, a wild card might be the way that I go. I've got to obviously take a little bit of time out and have a look at it. But it was a, a discussion point that we wanted to talk about. But a wild card for, for game week 28, I think, is going to be a very popular option um, this week. And in terms of like the, the players to back, we've already spoken about the Southamptons. We think Brozier is definitely one that you should be having in your team. Um, we spoke a little bit, a bit about Newcastle's assets. Um, again, I'm a Newcastle fan. I love my team. I just I just can't bring it in me to, to bring a Newcastle player into my side that isn't an attacker. Just the defence looks better, but... I'm just never going to feel comfortable having a, a Newcastle defender in my side, I think. So I think in terms of essentials, you know, the, the double game weeks that we know that we have, we know that Chelsea and Norwich now have one as per the live report brought to you by Ollie Walker Peel on the FPL Addicts podcast. Um, so that's going to be one that I think a lot of people are going to have to readjust their plans now. And that's why, you know, a wild card isn't a bad option, Ollie, in my opinion. You know, you're looking at double game week, next game week as well after this with Liverpool and Arsenal and Everton and Spurs. So if you can set your team up for the next two game weeks, I really think it's a good option um, that you can have. But in terms of any like essential players that you think people need to be bringing in, um, what are you thinking, mate? Well, if you're wildcarding, obviously you don't build a wildcard for one game week. So you've got to look at the teams that um, will be playing quite a lot. Um, maybe a lot of postponements recently, obviously because most of these postponed games will be played We'll be played now. Obviously, we've got to play them at some point. Um, but short term, I think Southampton, we've mentioned, have got themselves a really, really good run. So I'll be looking at Southampton. Uh, likewise, obviously, one of their opponents this week in Aston Villa. They don't have an awful run, but it's not great. Uh, Chelsea now with that double, their run actually now looks amazing. Um, mm. With that Norwich game being brought back into a double, I actually really like the look of Chelsea assets. In fact, their only fixture that's not um, sorry, their only fixture that's more than a three is Man United away, um, and the rest is three and below. Uh, so Chelsea now look unreal. Now that I've just been saying that I won't be getting Chelsea assets in, I think soon I might have to be getting Chelsea assets in. Um, and this weekend they've got Burnley and Norwich in a double game week. So Timo Werner triple captain. Uh, no, I mean Chelsea. There isn't that many Chelsea assets in attack. I don't think. It's defense, Maybe in defence. Maybe in defence, Antonio Rudiger. To Luton, like, do you really want defenders in your team as well? I think I think you've got to have at least one for this week now. If you're playing a wild card, especially, I think it would be ludicrous to not go with at least one of the players. I think with the the fixtures that they've got, Ollie, would you agree? Yeah, especially I would go in defence if you're looking at a Chelsea asset. I don't think Mason Mount has done enough. Obviously, he's got Atrick early in the season, but I don't think he's done enough to warrant a place. Maybe Lukaku, you could go with him. Um, obviously, had the offside goal in the Carabao Cup final at the weekend. But you could go with him. Um, I think I'm going to stick to my gut and go with Brozier because I've only got the one transfer. Um, and I might wild card in a couple of weeks maybe to get those Chelsea assets in for the run. Um, but I want Brozier this week, so I'm going to go with that. But I think Chelsea is the one uh, that you could look at. If you look at other fixtures, Norwich have got a decent run and now they've got a double, but it's Norwich and they're not going to do much because they're on a one-way ticket down to the second tier. Um, another underrated one is Wolves, actually. They've got a double this week, Crystal Palace and Watford. Uh, then Everton and Leeds, Villa, Newcastle. Um, they have got a trip. Uh, they've got a home fixture, sorry, I should say, against Manchester City. And then away at Burnley, home to Brighton, away Chelsea, home to Norwich before a final day trip to Liverpool. That's not an awful run other than no. those last three. So Wolves, to summarise, after all that waffling, Wolves, Chelsea, 
and Saints, I think, are the main three that I want to look at. And, and then Villa for a fourth as well, to throw them in there. Yeah, I think it's a very fair point that you make. And Quentin's just added another question into the uh, the comments. He says, what's your thoughts on Thiago Silva? Um, he seems to be the man at the minute. You know, it was a lot of Rudiger talk at the start of the season, a lot of Chua, a lot of... Um, Reese James is the other one, isn't he? That was a you know a really hot topic. But Thiago Silva is one that I think is fairly nailed on, and he says he's got him in his, his side from his last week's wild card. I think if you're playing it this week, him or Rudiger are the the real go-to options in my opinion. Um, obviously, I've said that I'm going to play my wild card. I am going to play my wild card this week. I think so. I'm obviously not going to have time to uh, to build a, a draft on air now, unfortunately. But you'll have to uh, keep an eye out on the social pages and obviously tune in next week to see the way that my team goes. But as Ollie said, he's given you some brilliant analysis. You know, with the the, the double game weeks that we do have this week, there's definitely a lot of food for thought um, for managers. So you know, in terms of your captain pick, Ollie, it's really, you know, pick your pick your poison this week, isn't it? With all the doubles and even the single game weeks, you know, that are enticing a lot of people. Like, we talk about it a lot, you know, the, the trap of the double game week. But Mohamed Salah, West Ham at home, he does like a goal against West Ham. He really, really does. So he's one that I wouldn't sleep on. It sounds stupid to say that you'd be sleeping on Mohamed Salah, the player of the Premier League so far this season. But he's not the man that you think you're going to be going with, Oli, is it, though? It, it will be between Brozier and Salah. Um, I, before, before I'd had my mind set on Brozier, it was going to be Salah. Um, it's going to be between the two. It's going to be a late call. At the moment... I haven't even brought Brozier in yet. So at the moment, it's not on Brozier. I think at the moment, it might still be on Harry Kane from last game week. It won't be him. Um, it'll be one of Brozier or Salah, um, and that will go right down to the deadline. I think that's uh, very good from you. And for me, myself, I don't even know who's going to be in my starting 11 this week. So for me to give you a captain shout would be crazy. But that's what we like on this podcast. We like crazy. So Mohamed Salah, Brozier. Even Ryan Fraser that Quentin's just mentioned. I've just got a notification on my phone. He's been nominated for Player of the Month. He's the best player in the Premier League at the minute is Ryan Fraser after that performance against Brentford. So get voting for Ryan Fraser for the uh, the Player of the Month, obviously. But, you know, got an assist against Brentford. Um, brilliant header from Joel Linton. He was man of the match um, for that game. If it wasn't Matty Target, it was Ryan Fraser. I think he actually got the man of the match award for that game as well. So for the the two doubles back-to-back, I do have it confirmed that Newcastle do have two double game weeks back-to-back. I think you probably should go with one Newcastle asset. I don't know who you should go with, but I think you should probably be going with at least one. I know the guru's got Joe Willock. Somehow he's played the fortune cards there, knowing that he was going to score back-to-back after he hasn't scored for the, the 26 game weeks prior. Um, but even Quentin says he's looking at Coutinho this week, and he's one that we haven't even mentioned for Aston Villa. You obviously mentioned Aston Villa, Ollie, but Coutinho is a good shout for this week. I, th- I think when you actually asked me the question, I thought I think you actually asked who the players are, not who the clubs are. Um, so I should probably bring up the players who, from those clubs who I think you should bring in. Coutinho would be one. Um, I'll go one from each. Uh, Coutinho, I'll go Lukaku from Chelsea. Uh, Wolves, it's going to be interesting from Wolves. Um, maybe Ait Nouri. I saw the guru um, in a chat that we were in before mention Ait Nouri. Um, so we'll go with him. And then the fourth club I mentioned, was it? I think it was Saints, wasn't it? Um, so we'll go Brozier from there. Um, but just to, just to go on this player of the month, by the way, the other players that we've got, and we're going to say are these relevant FPR sets, Che Adams, possibly now with Southampton's run. Yep. Fraser, like what a month he's had. Kane, of course, he's relevant. Joel Matip, obviously scored from open play the other who week. Who is Joel Matip? <laughs> and then and then we've got a Burnley player in there. Ben Mee has also been nominated, and so is Wilfred Zaha. So there are your nominees for the player of the month of February. Um, but we, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We've got another comment in the chat here uh, from, from Bob saying, Saka, Dennis, Vardy, Madison, Laporte, or Mount choose three. I'm going. I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to switch roles for a second, Elliot, because you ask me all the tough questions on this podcast this week. I'm going to throw this one to you. I, I don't understand what's going on with Bob's team at the moment because I don't know the players he's bringing in, or, or if this is even fantasy relevant. Um, but <laughs> choose three, um, Bob. Can you before before we answer that? Can you just give me a little bit of like elaboration on whether that's fantasy relevant or? or what you're doing with your team this week, maybe what your team is, because that's just really got me confused. I think, and we, we obviously thank you for the, the question, Bob. Of course. If it's in terms of FPL, I'm going to say Vardy. He looked brilliant against Burnley. He's playing his oh, wild, wild card. card. 
giving me a lot of food for thought here as well, Bob. A fellow wildcarder. I like it, mate. Um, I'll be going Vardy. I think Mount's a good shout. I really do this week. And do Arsenal don't have a double this week, do they? What are their fixtures looking like? I will just check very I don't think quickly. they do. I'm pretty sure they do. I don't think they do. They don't have a double this week. They've got one next week, but it's Leicester at home and Liverpool at home. They've got Watford and then and then the double. So it's Watford basically basically mm. two doubles in a row, that isn't it? You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> it's a bit harsh on Watford. You'd really like to think so. Well, I need Watford to lose for Newcastle's sake, but I would probably say Vardy, Mount... Watford got the double two, by the way, on Dennis. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been keen on Dennis this season. I've said that and he'll go score a hat-trick now. Um, I'd probably say Vardy, Mount... I'm going to be taking Laporte out of my team personally, so I'm not going to advise that you bring him in. And I'd probably say toss up between Saka and Dennis. I'm going to be the Chris Reed. I'm going to sit on the fence and I'm going to have to phone a friend, ring, ring, Ollie Walker-Peel, Saka or Dennis. Um, oh, the doubles are tough though for Watford, aren't they? Because they've got mm. Arsenal and Wolves. Every I think game Dennis is tough might, for Watford. Dennis might grab a goal against Wolves. I'm going to go Dennis for the, chance, uh, for the fact you've got two chances. But Saka is a good asset. Um, so, you know, I, I wouldn't begrudge you going against me there and going with Saka. Um, but the other two, I think, are, are pretty decent calls. Perfect. So thanks for the from, question and the comment yeah. as well, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Hopefully you stick around, mate. Obviously, uh, drop a, a subscription and a like would be greatly appreciated. Um, so I think to conclude from that for your wild card and best of luck with that this week as well, mate. Dennis, Vardy and Mount at the minute. He's just put his team in the chat. Um, he says, Sar, Ramsdale, Laporte, Livermento. Kilman, Robertson, Rudiger, Mounts, Coutinho, Salah, Madison, Saka, Jimenez, Vardy, and Dennis. Wow. Okay, hold on. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to put his eleven together, aren't we? Here. How's mm-hmm. he done that? How has he done that? That's a mental. That's a mental it's squad. A good team. It's a good that's a squad. mental squad. Right. Okay. Right. Here's here's what I'm going. Jose to... starts in goal this week because he's got the double. Kilman also starts for the same reason. So you've got yeah. the Wolves double. Um. Laporte's got Man United I think they'll concede they might I win still, well. but I think they'll concede so it's bench Livra Livra starts because he's got the double correct Rudiger does for the same reason so that bench is Robertson doesn't it unless you go with a four mm. Mount starts Mount starts Mount Coutinho starts Salah starts Salah starts Oh, it's difficult. Too many players. Midfield, midfield five. Oh, no. New manager bounce for Leeds. I still think Madison might do something. I'd go three, five, two, would I? No, because oh, you've got to play all the three Which up front. Which the front you? three do you start? Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, fuck, that's a, that's a it's tough a good, one. It's a, it's a good problem to have. Chelsea, Chelsea now do. They're going to update that, Bob. Chelsea now do. Chelsea have got Norwich and Chelsea have got Norwich and Burnley. Uh, so Chelsea now do have a double game week. Um, but I've just got to add that in. It's a very good point that Planner makes. Um, Bob, Spurs have got a double game week next game week, I believe. Yeah, game week 29, Spurs have got the double. Man United and Brighton, so they're going to be worried about their, their competition with Brighton and Fulham and their man, but they've, they've got to play Brighton and Man United in game week 29. Um, and after that, the fixtures look fairly decent for them. So I think you've got to have at least one Spurs representative somewhere so, in your team, whether that's so Kane, that- whether that's Son. So just to clarify, Bob, the game week 30 fixture against Norwich has now been moved to the 10th of March, which will fall in game week 28, hence the double that they've now got. Yeah. But does then that will that recent. then mean will that then mean that'll then mean a blank in game week 30 then, won't it? It's the, the the dice roll that you play, isn't it? You know? Um because it says he doesn't really trust Spurs. I think that's a, a fair point. We spoke about it earlier on, me and yeah, Ollie. Such a mixed bag at the minute. You know, great one week though. or the next. I, I would probably still have at least one player. Um, because I could think it could bite you on the the behind if you don't have some sort of cover, but that's such a good squad that you've got. I'd definitely start Saar. Saar, Livermento, Kilman, Rudiger. Mount, Coutinho, Salah, and then maybe Jimenez, Vardy, Dennis. And then you've yeah, got so room for one more of Robertson, Madison or Saka. I think uh, bench, bench, Robert, bench Robertson somehow. Somehow you're going to do it, but you're going to bench Robertson. You're going to bench Madison because he hasn't got the double. Oh, yeah. No, I'll take Saka. Leeds at home over Watford away. Saka gets benched for the fixture because yeah. Leeds even despite the fact that they've got the new manager, 
they're still going to be horrendously porous at the back. Um, yeah. So I'd just about go. In fact, that's 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 what well, that one's up to you. I could see either of those working out, um, yeah. but I, I would bench one of those two, bench Robertson, and go with your front three. Yeah, Planner reckons that he's going to need a free hit in game week thirty. I think that's just because in of fact, the amount no. of players that he would Sorry, have. Sorry, I'm an idiot. You bench you bench both of Madison and Saka. Start uh, Mount Coutinho, Salah, and then play a four three three. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. That's the one. Perfect. Perfect. Sorry about that, Bob. We've really confused you there. But to clarify, the final time we're going to mention your team, thank you for your question. Uh, so we'd go... Oh, you've got Laporte there as well. Sorry, Laporte gets benched. <laughs> Let's Right, bring the, bring up the team. We're going to do this right. We're going to do this right. So, starting goal, <laughs> Livermento, Kilman, Robertson, Rudiger. Then in your midfield, you want to be playing a midfield three of... I'm going to go Salah, Mount, Coutinho. And then your front three of Jimenez, Vardy and Dennis. There we go. Perfect. There we go. Counting on our fingers. Get your fingers out. Count the amount of... (laughs) So so, so we are benching in your team. We're benching Madison. We're benching Saka. And we're benching Laporte. Hope that clears things up. And Ramsdale as well, obviously. And Ramsdale. just Just for the clarification. Um, so I think that's a very strong team for the the upcoming sort of game weeks. But as Planner says, he probably reckons you need a three hit in game week thirty, which is probably a viable option. You know, we've had the the two for this week. As he uh, corrects us, not corrects us, uh, compliments us on our maths. Um, it's uh, very difficult doing it live sometimes, isn't it, Ollie? And um, there's been a couple of times where my maths hasn't quite been all there um, this season so far. But um, I'll spike Both on air and off air as well. I should say that Elliot on air and off air. You must have been a bit poor off there too sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Ospike makes a very good point. It's, uh, it's good to see you again, Ospike. Hope you're doing well, mate. Um, he says he's got a bench boost this week with Ben Foster, the Cycling GK, Ben White, not the Cycling GK, Saka and Laka. So he's he's really going for that game, isn't he? He really likes that Watford-Arsenal game. Um, I think it's a good, good shout for a bench boost this week. Um, with all the doubles that we've got this week or the next, I think it's definitely one that you could go with um, in the end. So, would you make of a bench boost in this week, Ollie Pot? Um, I don't mind it. Obviously, the three uh, Arsenal players that you've got in there, they're, they're I think they're going to win and win well against against Watford. So, I can see, I can see that the appeal there. I, I like the bench boost. Obviously, if you're going to use a chip, you want to use it confidently. Um, you might want to use it in a double, though. That's what I'm thinking with the amount of doubles that are mm. coming up. You might want to use it in a double. So I don't mind it, although I think it maybe could be better used. Although, what are we doing telling you how to manage? You're clearly better than us at this game. So, And that's probably the you. same for you. It's probably the same for you as well, Bob. I, oh, I exactly. love that you're taking advice from us. But um, best of luck for you this game week. And we will just wrap up the podcast ever so quickly now. It's getting quite late here. And we have been on for quite a bit of time. But as Ospike says, all of our other players are double. So he's going to have a pretty good week and a pretty good score this week as well. But fingers crossed that you're bright and do end up losing. But um, I do have one more thing just to touch on before we do take any final calls of questions and then wrap up. Um, the uh, the FPL Addicts free mini cup is beginning. It's scheduled to start in game week 29. The fixtures are set to be determined at the end of game week 28 and there are 1,024 teams in this league. Uh, each team will have an opponent in game week 29 and we have between 513 um, and 1,023 teams in this league. Um, so some teams will receive a buy in game week 29 based on their score in game week 28. So it's important that you do as well as you can um, in this game week. This week, the starting round of the cup is to be determined by the number of teams in the Associated League and the final will be contested in game week 38. You'll not be entered into the cup if you join the league after the game week prior to the cup starting as well. So that probably speaks for itself. Um, to be honest, I don't really know why FPL have had to mention that because if you're not going to be in the league, you're probably not going to be in the cup. So Great call. It's an interesting one from you there, FPL, but it's always nice to you know have it written, written in words and the clarification. Um, but how it works, each team is going to be randomly drawn against another unless they have received that bye game. The winner, obviously the person with the highest amount of points, will progress to the next round on another random draw. The losers, done. 
out gone. This process will continue until our final round where there will be one man remaining after the final. Um, if the cup match is drawn, the following tie breaks will be applied until a winner has been found. So it's the most goals scored in the game week in your team is the first place that it goes to. If that's a draw, it goes to the fewest goals conceded in the game week. And if that is also a draw, it goes to a virtual coin toss, a 50-50. So that will be a real cruel way to go out. They say penalties can be cruel. A virtual coin toss would probably be one of the cruelest ways um, to to go out in the uh, the FPL Cup. But Ollie, do you fancy yourself for this uh, this FPL Addicts Mini Cup? Can I just say the FPL Mini, uh, the FPL Small Prints fooled you because there's not going to be any team with a buy because 120. Well, sorry, 1,200. Oh, sorry, 1,024 is two to the power of ten. So there's no buy. So don't get fooled. There is no buy. There is no free pass into the next round because this it divides the from, from Jack Gillibrand. So, there, you can blame so, it for that one. I believe that there is no buy. Um, do I fancy myself to win it? No. Um, obviously, <laughs> let's be honest. No. Obviously, our you know our local club, Mornington, in the Australia Cup. Our cup run starts this week. We've got the cup around the corner for FPL. I'm back in another FPL Cup. Not the main one that you know we really care about, but a smaller one as well that I still care about, but a little bit less than the main one because you know obviously you want to be winning the main one. This is like this is like the League Cup, isn't it? This is like the Carabao Cup of of FPL, yeah. but. You know what? You know what? A trophy's a trophy. So if I win it, I'll absolutely celebrate it and parade it round like Liverpool fans are doing. But if I lose it, I'll just say it's just another cup, isn't it? Just another cup. Um, That's all it is, mate. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, but on a serious note, let's have it. Yeah, absolutely. And Ospike says he's uh, he would be at the game, but he's in the Philippines for a few weeks. So fingers crossed you're soaking up all that sun and enjoying the weather for a very well-earned holiday, mate. But that is going to conclude the podcast for today. We thank you for joining myself and Ollie. It's an absolute pleasure to bring you the podcast every single week. And it's brilliant to be back after a, a week or two's hiatus from me and uh, Ollie as well, I'm pretty sure. And obviously the, the regular panel will be back next week and we'll review all things FPL. And the guru will be back for his all anticipated guru section as well but until then we hope that you have enjoyed if you are like watching along you're liking the content you're listening along you're liking the content then make sure you're following us on all the socials dropping a comment dropping a like and subscribing as well so that you never miss an upload until then we'll just have to see the way that jesse march goes this week with Leeds and see how he does for the rest of the season take care stay safe may all your fpl dreams come true in game week 28 bye for now 